What's up, y'all? Welcome back into the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Tanner Dimling here with y'all. As always, Suction Sunday has passed and the bracket has been announced. Did our Selection Sunday special on uh, Sunday. If you didn't catch that, you can go back and watch the uh, video on YouTube as well as the... uh, You can listen to it on the audio forums as well. Again, you can listen to the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast. Also, as I mentioned, watch on YouTube as well. Uh, Today, I want to go over the bracket more in depth here go a bit round by round and i will be filling out my entire bracket i gave my championship weekend picks of duke notre dame maryland and georgetown on sunday and so we'll be going over the entire bracket here on monday so let's get into things here before we uh we, we start filling out the bracket. Do you want to go over how things are, are placed at the moment? And by the way, if you're watching on YouTube, I will put the bracket up for y'all to see it as a visual. So, uh, number one is Duke. They will be playing either Delaware or Marist, whoever wins that play-in game. On, uh, they play that one on Wednesday. So whoever play, whoever wins that play-in game will play Duke in the first round um, of the NCAA tournament. Going down the line here, you have number eight, Cornell, and they will play Michigan in their first round game. And then you've got number five, Penn State, playing Princeton, and number four, Maryland, playing Army West Point, and that is the top half of the bracket. The bottom half of the bracket, and continuing to go down, uh, top to bottom here, number three, Notre Dame versus Utah, number six, Johns Hopkins versus Bryant, number seven, Georgetown versus Yale, and number two, Virginia versus Richmond, a uh, Virginia in-state battle between those two programs. So, and I, that is the only... Yeah, yeah, that's the only um, rematch in the first round of the tournament this year. The committee tries to sway away from rematches, as I've mentioned on our Blackatology episodes and uh, podcast po- uh, articles throughout the uh, the past uh, months and change here as we've been going over bracketology since uh, about March, mid-March. So, filling out the bracket here, um, number one Duke versus Delaware or Marist, um, I'm going to pick Delaware to win the play-in game, and I'm picking Duke, obviously, to win that battle there. So we've got Duke moving on versus uh, who I'm picking, Delaware. Cornell and Michigan. Now, this is an interesting one. This is a really interesting one. I think both these teams have really good offenses. Um, I think Cornell has a better defense, though. 
and I think that's why Cornell wins. I think Michigan has the advantage at the faceoff dot, and I think Michigan could give Cornell trouble, could could give the defense trouble. But I'm not so that I'm not so sure that Michigan has the amount of horses that Cornell does at the midfield, in between the boxes, things of that nature. So I am gonna pick Cornell to win this game here in the first round over Michigan. Although I think it's gonna be a lot closer than some people think it would be. Michigan beat Maryland twice this year. They beat Penn State. They gave Virginia all they could handle. Michigan's a really good team. They're a tough team. I've talked a lot about their offense this season. I think uh, the game plans that Scott Bita has put together for this offense, they've gone out and they've executed to a T against some of the best defenses in the country. Heck, why can't they do it again here against Cornell? I don't think they're going to win, but I think they're going to give them as good of a battle as they're going to get. I do think it is that factor of Cornell having guys like Michael Bozzi, J.J. Lombardi, so much depth there at the midfield. And then, look, does does Michigan have a defenseman that can stop C.J. Coast, that can stop Michael Long, that can stop this attack unit that's been so deadly this season? That That's a question that we're going to have to have answered on uh, Sunday when these two teams meet. Uh, but I think Cornell wins that game. But again going to be closer than some people might expect it to be, at least the way I see it. Penn State and Princeton. So these next two games here, number five, Penn State versus Princeton, and number four, Maryland versus Army. I actually think these these top three, these three games, Cornell, Michigan, Penn State, Princeton, Maryland, Army, are three of the most intriguing games to me in this first round. Next, I'd say Georgetown, yeah. I am going to pick Princeton to beat Penn State. I'm going to pick Princeton to beat Penn State. So I'm picking Princeton to win this game. Princeton has shown they can win multiple different ways this year. They won a defensive battle against Penn in the Ivy League semifinals. They won um, in, in, in dominating fashion over um, Yale in the Ivy League title game. This is a team that's gotten a lot better as the season's gone along. They've encountered injuries. Sam English is out. Um, you've got um, Faceoff Man, whose name has escaped me, has been out for the season. Like, And McMeekin's come in there and been pretty good. Um, Gina Ficaro has been very good in cage, and they got that goalie hole situation sorted out, and they've really thrived since they... Uh, got that figured out, and they've thrived since uh, about, you know, what was it, mid-March, um, when, you know, they started pretty slow, but but they've gotten got things together here despite injuries. Uh, Colter Mackesy has stepped up and, and really been a, a, a solid contributor, uh, a leader on that offense this season as a sophomore, and it's not just him. They've got guys that show out every single day. Sean Cameron is a guy who stepped up lately as well. Um, I'm interested. The battle here is, you know, how does you no know, Penn State's a defense that has shut down top options multiple times this year with guys like Jack Posey. How do they do that here? How do they do that here? I think the faceoff dot is going to be interesting. 
I think how this Penn State team comes out after not having after having more less than Penn State than Princeton, excuse me, is going to be uh, something to watch. Now, again, it's it's a week off. It's not too much rest, but Penn State did not play in the title game. They lost to Michigan in the first round. Are they going to have more? Uh, you know, are they going to have more in them? Right. Uh, but but Princeton looks to be on fire here down the stretch, and and, and I'm taking the uh, the Tigers to win that one. Uh, Maryland and Army, Maryland Army. This is actually the game that I am looking forward to the most. This one on Saturday at 7:30 under the lights in College Park. I'm excited for this one. Maryland will play Army. You have an offense at Maryland that has really developed throughout this season and has really come together. When you look at guys like Oska and Kelly and Murphy, all of these talented players here that have stepped up and kind of come together, we weren't sure what to expect of this Maryland offense this season. And it was a little slow, a little shaky out of the gate. But they've stepped up. They've been pretty good here lately, um, minus, the, um, minus the Michigan game. Outside of that, they've been pretty good, and they've been getting better. Um, Luke Wheelman and Will Coletti, that is going to be a battle at the face-off dot between those two. Army, they're a team that can slow it down a bit more. They don't get out and run as much as Maryland can or um, does. So you have a stylistic, you have somewhat of a stylistic difference uh, in this contest as well, Army is a team that, obviously with Reese Buick and Evan Plunkett, Malin, all those guys offensively, has been pretty good there this year. And Kaladi has helped them get that possession advantage and keep that possession advantage. But also, defensively, Knox Dent has been fantastic in cage for them this season. Army has, I believe, if not number one, the number two in terms of goals allowed per game this season. They're allowing, I think, eight goals per game. Uh, this year, it's been a really good defense, and Army is a team that, look, coming the season, a lot of people didn't really know what to expect from them uh, after losing so much, and, and they've shown that, hey, we're just as good as we ever have been, and uh, so this is going to be, be a tough game here in College Park, uh, but I'm taking Maryland. I think the Terrapins get the win, especially do so at home. Uh, Maryland in the tournament is always dangerous no matter who they have. We're going to see somebody step up for the Terrapins, maybe that hasn't stepped up before, like we've seen multiple times with this squad this season. Uh, it, it's going to be a, a an exciting game here. And I will say, I, I am interested to see, um, you know, you have two of the best, you know, younger, if you want to say that, defensemen in the country, and Ajax Zapatello for Maryland and AJ Pilot for Army. Have both those guys on the field at the same time is going to be interesting to watch and, and interesting to see how they do against the matchups on, on the given ends of the field. Number three, moving down to the bottom half of the bracket here, number three, Notre Dame. They will play Utah in this one. Utah is a team that can get out and run. Utah plays that unique style that Andrew McMinn brought with him to Salt Lake City, and they've been pretty good. They've adapted to it very well. Uh, Utah's in their first. Utah's in their first 
NCAA tournament ever. And, you know, we talked on Selection Sunday about Utah and Michigan both being in there and what that means for these programs. It's huge what that means for FBS, new FBS programs. Um, look, is it going to make more teams, programs at it? I don't think so. Um, but it's certainly a good look, nonetheless. Um, I'm taking Notre Dame in this one, however. I think Notre Dame, look, you look at what Utah's done. The 12-4, the four losses are to Vermont, are to Johns Hopkins, are to Rutgers, and I cannot remember who is the the other loss that they have on the season. Denver. That's who it is, Denver. Uh, Denver, Vermont, Hopkins, and Rutgers. Those are all teams, I think, that are better than them. Um, I think if Utah and Denver played now, though, Utah, that would be a lot closer of a game than it was the 12-4 um, first, first game of the season. That would be a lot closer now if they played today. Um, but Notre Dame is a better team, just plain and simple. Um, I think that uh, Utah will have an edge or could have an edge at the faceoff dot with Cole Brams. And I'm definitely interested in how he uh, how he and, and Lynch go against each other. Lynch has gotten better this year. But hasn't been like super duper spectacular. Uh, but he has gotten better from last year. Um, and then I'm not sure that Utah has what it needs to slow down the Notre Dame offense. Not only do you have the Kavanaugh brothers there who score goals, who assist, who ride like maniacs, uh, but you've also got you know Eric Dobson there, the, the top midfielder, um, and then with guys like Brian Tevlin. Uh, who is a, a true two-way player, uh, makes an impact on both ends of the field. Uh, Notre Dame just has more uh, talent up and down this roster than Utah does. And look, that's how it is sometimes in the tournament. Uh, Notre Dame is the more talented team, and I'm picking Notre Dame to this win this one for a good reason there. Now, again, it is the postseason. I wouldn't, pass, put, I wouldn't put it past anyone to prove me wrong. Hopkins and Bryant. Hopkins and Bryant. This is interesting. This is interesting. Bryant, new coach, new conference, same success as I've said before. Making the NCAA tournament is like a rite of passage for Bryant every single year. Winning conference championships, going to the NCAA tournament. They do it in year one under Brad Ross. And you won in the America East. They have a, a, a good young core here at at Bryant when you look at guys like the Hackett's um, who've been fantastic this season. Uh, I believe it's Jimmy Hackett is the younger one uh, who has been really, really good this season for the Bulldogs. And then, you know, when you look at all that this team uh, has elsewhere in terms of its... Uh, Johnny Hackett is the uh, is the freshman there. Jack Longsinger, the, the other freshman. Um, Timmy Hackett is the, the, the older one, and he's been pretty good this season. He's a senior. Um, Aiden Goltz, a junior here. A lot of new faces that have stepped up for Bryant this season and has been 
uh, very, very good to see. Uh, Tegan Alexander has been a very solid uh, goalie for them this season uh, as well. Nathan uh, Liebert been very good at the faceoff dot. I do think, however, um, and look, Bryant is a team that is a program that is not uh, not 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 foreign to upsets. They did beat Syracuse a number of years ago in the first round, one of the biggest upsets in uh, the history of the sport. Um, Johns Hopkins, one of the most storied programs in the sport, and, and they're back on track. They're back on track. Um, they were the host of the Big Ten tournament this year. Uh, they were the number, was it number two seed, I believe it was. Um, lost to Maryland in the semifinals. And uh, they've been very good. You, I've been very impressed with this offense uh, under John Crawley and, and how it's gone this year. And you won there. And jealous Russell Melendez has been a fantastic addition through the transfer portal. 30 goals, 12 assists. Garrett Degnan, 37 goals, 4 assists for this team. Guys like Brennan Grimes and the freshman Matt Collison have stepped up uh, hugely for this team in many spots. Hopkins is a team, as we know, can kill you in the second half, can kill you down the stretch in the fourth quarter. I'm picking the Blue Jays to uh, win this one. I think uh, the Blue Jays have what it takes offensively, defensively with Mosiel, with uh, Scott Smith, with uh, Mazzone, all of those guys there on that end as well. I am uh, interested in how uh, Alexander and uh, Liebert uh, do at the dot against this Hopkins core. I think Bryant has the edge there, uh, but I'm not sure if this offense going up against this Hopkins defense that has shown its teeth a lot this season, if they have enough to get through that and to capitalize enough on the edge that they uh, will most likely get or could get at the faceoff dot. Uh, so that game is extremely, extremely interesting to me um, and, and is one that I would say is if I'm going to pick an upset one, that would be the one upset that I would I would say on this side of the bracket, uh, but I am picking Hopkins in that one. Uh, number seven, Georgetown. Number uh, unseated Yale. I'm picking Georgetown in this one. Look, Yale's a good team. Yale has good numbers. Yale has a good offense. Yale's been good this season at times. Yale obviously had a big win over Harvard just a few weeks ago. Yale beat uh, Cornell in the Ivy League tournament. Yale beat Albany. They beat Brown, Dartmouth, and Boston U before that. Ending the season on a good streak. They lost in the Ivy League title game 19-10. And it looked like typical Yale. And what I mean by that is the defense was not good. The offense, they could get some stuff done. Now, when you look at that game, McMeekin killed it at the faceoff dot, and Rackauer, uh, uh, Jennifer Carlo, killed it in cage. This Princeton defense did what it needed to do in that game. Paquette and the Yale defense didn't. They couldn't stop it. Georgetown is a dangerous team. Georgetown started 0-3. They have not lost since. They're 12-3. They're 
They've won 12 straight. I don't think you can convince me. And look, Yale's been a very good program for a number of years now. Yale has been fantastic. But I do not think that you can convince me under any circumstances that Yale is going to come in to Washington, D.C. and take down this Georgetown team. Georgetown, after what happened last year, and I know you got some transfers in there, Dordovic, Minikis, Kelly, these guys weren't there last year. But they've come into this system. Hanks wasn't there last year as well. But they've come into this system where they're building things. They, where they have, they, they've come off the season they did last year, and they said, guys, we cannot let that happen again. Georgetown is a very talented team. They've been a talented team for a number of years now. They've not been able to get past the quarterfinals. I'm picking them to get past there this year. I think they get it done, and the first win on that path in the NCAA tournament is going to be over Yale. I think the Hoyas get that win there in the first round. Now, moving to this last game here, I don't want to spend too much time on it. Virginia, Richmond, I'm picking Virginia. Richmond, I love Richmond and what they've done, and Coach Shamati's built a tremendous program there. I just don't think they're going to beat Virginia this year. They did it last year, and kudos to them for that, getting that, uh, albeit regular season win there, over the Wahoos. I do not see them taking down Virginia in the postseason here. So um, that's my first-round picks of this year's tournament. Duke over uh, Delaware. I'm picking Delaware to win the play-in game. Cornell over Michigan. Princeton over Penn State is the one, you know, upset pick that I'm taking. Maryland over Army. Notre Dame over Utah. Hopkins over Bryant. Georgetown over Yale. And Virginia over Richmond. Now, moving forward here, and we're going to work from the bottom up. Virginia, I'm going to pick... In the Virginia-Georgetown game, I'm going to pick Georgetown to win that game. That is probably, to me, the most interesting, if it happens that way, most interesting second-round game. Because these two teams played in the quarterfinals in 2021. I think these teams have uh, equally deep and equally talented offenses. Um both of these defenses, I think, are similar. Virginia has gotten a lot better this year. Matthew Nunes has gotten better. Um, and Virginia has been more consistent. Georgetown maybe hasn't been as great as they have been in the past. But I would say they're, they're on the same level. I'm picking Georgetown to win that one. Notre Dame and Hopkins. Um, picking Notre Dame in that one. I think the Irish, again, just have a lot more talent than Hopkins does. And this is a team that, again... And I said, like all you, I'm not buying into the Notre Dame hype, and I'm certainly not, and I haven't. But after getting snubbed last year, they've still got that motivation on their side. Maryland, Princeton, I'm picking Maryland. It's difficult for me to ever go against John Tillman in the postseason in May. It's just something I don't believe in doing. We're going to pick Maryland to win that one. They're going to get away to get it done, and I think... Maryland is the better team over Princeton. Um, They played in the early stages. 
of the year, and Maryland won 11 to five. Not going to be that kind of game this time around. Uh, if they that in do, indeed does happen that they play again, uh, but would pick Maryland again on that one. Cornell and Duke going to pick Duke in that one. The uh, Blue Devils are on a tear at this point in the season. I just think they've got more bodies, more talent. Uh, I think they can shred that Cornell defense, unlike we've seen team anyone do this season. Maybe minus the um, the uh, the Yale game and the uh, the semifinals of the Ivy League, which again a very surprising thing. So if those hold, and you've got the camera shaking here, if you've watching the uh, video, let's uh, settle that back in. There we go. So if you're following here. If this ends up happening how I see it going, then it would be in the quarterfinals. So, excuse me, in the final four, we would have Duke, Maryland, Notre Dame, and Georgetown. I'm going to pick Notre Dame to go to the national title game, and I'm going to pick Duke to go to the national title game. This would be a second round, a, a second round of, of this battle this year, because I think they've played once, yes, they've only played once this year, so this would be a second meeting between these two, uh, Duke lost that last one, 17-12, I'm going to pick Notre Dame to beat Duke in the national title, an exact score, I'm not sure I want to go that far in predictions, but I am predicting uh, Duke, uh, Notre Dame to beat Duke in the national title game here in 2023. Um, before we get out of here, do you want to go over the schedule for the week? I mentioned it a little bit throughout this show, uh, but do want to go over it uh, once more just to be clarify you know, when these games are. So, Delaware Marist, 7 p.m. on Wednesday night is the play-in game. On Saturday, you've got Virginia, Richmond, Notre Dame, Utah, Georgetown, Yale, Maryland Army in those first-round games. On Sunday, you've got Hopkins, Bryant, Cornell, Michigan, Penn State, Princeton, and then Duke and uh, the winner of the Delaware Marist game uh, there in the first round on Sunday. So a, a stacked weekend ahead of us here in in uh, this first weekend of the NCAA tournament, and it will be an exciting one, none the least. Again, those are my picks for this year's tournament. As I've filled out my bracket completely, and as I see things going in the first round of this year's tournament. Cannot wait. I uh, hope all of y'all enjoy the lacrosse as much as I will and hopefully will. As always, y'all can listen to the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your podcast. You can also watch on YouTube as well. You can connect with us on social media at Lacrosse Bucket on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram lacrossebucket.com, where it's always lacrosse season.